Welcome to the Thursday edition of Locked On Sunbelt. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. I host Afternoons in Mobile, 105.5 WNSP, and formerly in the mornings at 103.7 The Game in Lafayette. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Today's show, we're going to preview the ULM and Louisiana matchup. The Cajuns traveling to Monroe to take on the Warhawks. Second and third segment, we had a conversation with Matt Miguez, the afternoon host, my former stomping grounds, 103.7 The Game. We will get his take uh, today, and we will talk to Mike Hammett, the voice of the Warhawks, on Friday. Again, thanks very much for tuning in to Locked On Sunbelt. So the Cajuns coming off a loss. They had the longest winning streak of anybody in the NCAA, Division I, I guess. And it was the longest winning streak. It was snapped against Rice. They didn't look particularly good against Rice. And again, it seems to be a little bit of an uneven season so far. They got by Southeastern, but a Cajun team shouldn't beat Southeastern 24-7. That should be more like 44-7. to uh, They did hammer Eastern Michigan after the break. All right, there was a lightning delay. A weather delay. It never rained, but they were in the locker room for an hour and a half. So when they came back, they finished up a few minutes of the first half, took a total of three minutes for, quote, halftime, and then the Cajuns just rolled. They were down at 1.14, nothing, and they won 49 21. And so now this week, they're heading up to Monroe, straight up I 49, if you will. And it's a big ball game for both teams. All right, the Cajuns are trying to get a new identity, they're trying to move on from Billy Napier. It's the Mike Desimo era. Local high school coach who was hired by the former head coach of the Cajuns, Mark Hudspeth, stayed on uh, under Billy Napier and was named head coach a couple of days after Napier left following last year's Sunbelt Championship. The thing is, with the Cajuns right now, it has not been exactly a smooth transition, right? Some players left. You had Osiris Torrance, who's one of the best guards in the nation. He went to the Gators. Montrell uh, Johnson... Uh, Junior, the running back, he followed Napier to the Cajuns, and so did a handful of coaches. And so what do you have now? With the graduation of Levi Lewis, you don't have one quarterback, you have two quarterbacks. Or you have Chandler Fields, uh, the longtime uh, Cajuns quarterback, recruited uh, to play for the Cajuns. He was out of Metairie, Louisiana, which is right outside of New Orleans. And you have Ben Woolridge, the transfer from Fresno. Here's one of the big differences between the two. Listed, Chandler Fields is 5'10", 201 pounds. Listed, Ben Woolridge is 6'3", 211 pounds. One seems to fit the mold of college quarterback, at least physically standing, would be Ben Woolridge. But Chandler Fields has gotten a shot here to begin with, and he's done okay, not great. He's he's thrown for 56, 55, 56%. That's not very good in these days. It's 30 of 54, 352 yards. He does have six touchdowns and only one interception. So starting or playing extensively for the first time, that's really good, right? Six touchdowns, one interception, anybody, that's fantastic. All right, Ben Woolridge, a little bit better completion percentage, if not a lot better, almost 66%. Uh, He's got two touchdowns and no interceptions. So that is one of the things... Uh, that was stressed home in a big way for what under, under Billy Napier is that the, the Cajuns don't turn the ball over. My understanding is they did not have a turnover in their last nine games last year. That's insane. That just does not happen, right? And you can coach that all you want, but to think that you did not turn the ball over in nine football games uh, is really impressive. And even two new quarterbacks 
for the uh, for the occasions this year uh, they've only thrown one interception still very good and yet you do have two quarterbacks and no one has taken the bull by the horns all right so now you got a new coaching staff Mike Desimo who again was promoted from uh, within and he's trying to figure out which quarterback that he wants you do have one returning running back Chris Smith and in three ball games he's only carried the ball 25 times so this would be a good line for a game 25 attempts 116 yards average 4.6 yards carry and got two touchdowns but that's what he has all season the Cajuns are known for spreading the ball around right they used to have a three-headed monster in the backfield Eli Mitchell is in the pros Trey Regis bouncing around the NFL and Raymond Clay Jr. played for the Rams for a year and last year, Amani Bates. Uh, last year, among them, Montrell Johnson, now with Florida, and of course, uh, Chris Smith. But now you have uh, Jacob uh, Kabadi. Uh, you have Jacob Kabodi, 19 carries, 96 yards. Terrence Williams, 22 carries, 88 yards. I mean, they are really kind of spreading the wealth around when it comes to running backs. And they're trying to figure out what to do there. And so the offense for the Cajuns, has been a little uneven. It didn't really come together against Southeastern. 24 points is okay. Defense played well. Only giving up the seven. So you're bringing a new coaching staff and a new quarterback, and in this case, quarterbacks. And you've just been, again, the term I would use is uneven. Right? You were getting blown out by Eastern Michigan, not score-wise, but play-wise. You weren't doing anything until the weather delay, and then you blew them out. And then last week against Rice to see the nation's longest winning streak come to an end, you just didn't play well at all. Kind of haphazardly. Good offense here, you know, three drives later, good offense, and then four drives later, good offense, and you could never really get anything consistently going. Billy Napier liked, and I will see if the Cajuns are doing this this year, haven't really watched them a whole lot. They like to run the football out of the spread, and they just run it right at you. They just run it right down your throat, and they're really good at it. And a lot of times, it's not a four- or five-yard run. It's a seven- or eight-yard run. And then you make one guy miss, and then all of a sudden, being a 30-yard run or more. And they haven't been able to do that uh, this year. Last year, with Levi Lewis there, never quite got the, the consistency level that I would have liked to see, but he was really good with the deep ball. Really good. And they won a lot of close ball games. Like maybe last year, they would have beaten Rice, coming from behind. Scoring with about nine minutes left to go in the in the game and getting a stop, this year they did not. So you presume going up to Monroe, they will uh, try to get their act together. They're, they are an 11-point favorite, but we don't know much about Monroe either. We really don't. In terms of how good the Warhawks are, right? They may have been the worst Division I program in college football, heading into last season. And that is not hyperbole. That is the truth. And Terry Bowden did a really good job with the Warhawks uh, last year in terms of A, winning, and B, just playing better. They almost beat the Cajuns last year in Lafayette. They lost 21-16. And so last year, their overall record... Uh, they did win four ball games. They did lose their last five. 
but they won four of their first six, including one over South Alabama where they put 41 points on the Jaguars. So this is not uh, your father's UL UL Monroe football team. They're much better than they have been, except we just don't know what they are. They got hammered by Alabama and Texas, which you would expect, and then they did a really good job of blowing out Nichols, which is the same thing South Alabama did. They beat Nichols 35-7. to South Alabama beat them 48-7. to So still a good job by ULM there. Just not sure. Just not sure what we have in the Warhawks uh, this year. They're led by their quarterback Chandler Rogers, throwing at a 70% completion percentage. Uh, he's only got a couple of TDs. He's thrown a couple of interceptions. He's also run for 69 yards, has a touchdown run. But again, those are against, you know, two power five teams, whereas the Cajuns don't have that competition yet. So they got a lot of numbers against uh, Nichols, but he's got a lot of experience against two teams that he's probably not going to have to face, you know, that kind of athleticism again. So it could be a very interesting ball game. Uh, The Cajuns and Louisiana, I'm sorry, the Cajuns and the Warhawks. And let's see, that game is 7 p.m. on Saturday. It is a nine-point spread. So that number has come down. I saw that at 11, 11 and a half. That number has come down. The Cajuns are favored. Still a lot of points on the road. I'm sure most Cajun fans think they should win that football game. I'd be careful I was if I was Louisiana. Don't be messing around because, again, the Warhawks are much more Uh, than they were a couple of years ago. Heading into the 2021 season, I thought they were the worst program, worst Division I football team in America. They were definitely not that last year, and we will see what they are uh, this coming season. Should be noted, South Alabama's next two opponents after Louisiana Tech, Louisiana Raging Cajuns in two weeks, and then they return home to Mobile to take on ULM. So this will be a game that South will be breaking down following their game against the Bulldogs. All right, let's take a timeout. We will be back. We'll have Matt Niguez on, locked on Sunbelt. He is from 1037 The Game. He will talk Louisiana Raging Cajuns right after this. Feeling like you just can't get into shape? It's not your fault. As men age, our body naturally loses free testosterone, the man hormone. It happens to every man and can make it more difficult to stay in shape and be energetic. Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testafen will help you turn back the clock, re-energize your workouts, get you better results at the gym, and help you look and feel like the man you really want to be. Nugenics Total T contains man-boosting key ingredients like Testafen. It has been validated in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. Because Nugenics Total T boosts free testosterone that the aging process robs, you'll feel stronger, Leaner with more energy and drive, and more passion too. Your partner will notice the difference. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text COLLEGE to 231-231. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text COLLEGE to 231-231. Text COLLEGE to 231-231. Message and data rates may apply. Terms apply. Available at Nugenics.com forward slash terms. Welcome to the Thursday edition of Locked On Sunbelt. We're going to preview the ULM and Louisiana football game 
I guess it's a rivalry. Well, Ash, we got Matt Miguez from 103.7 The Game in Lafayette. Host of Crunch Time, my old stomping grounds back in Acadiana. Matt, thanks for hopping on Lockdown Sunbelt. How are you? Appreciate you having me on, Dave. I'm doing well, man. How are you? I'm doing well as well. All right, is this, is this the Cajuns rivalry? Because they seem to be a team kind of like LSU, although I guess LSU thinks it's Alabama. Uh, Alabama's got a, a handful of rivalries. Who is the Cajuns' rival? You know, when, when you look when you look in the, at the terms of them being two in-state teams, you could say that ULM and UL is a rivalry, but really this series hasn't been competitive in a number of years. Um, really and truly, the, the rival that the Cajuns have over the last couple of years has been Arkansas State. And then now a lot of Cajuns fans are talking about Southern Miss kind of becoming a rivalry. In, in, in especially in baseball, but maybe even in football too, as they improve under Will Hall. Some people, again, would still say that UL ULM is a rivalry. I don't necessarily think so, though. It was a little bit close last year, though, right? I mean, ULM ULM's much improved under Terry Bowden. No, no question. Um, but, you know, you go back to the the seventy twenty, you know, drubbing in, in twenty twenty, and yeah, last year was was a little bit closer, but. You know, UL's won the last four matchups, and I want to say it's five of the last seven. Um, so it, it's definitely been farther spread out between the Cajun and the Warhawks than it has in, in recent years. Yeah, Cajun just hung on last year, 21-16 to 16, uh, at home against ULM. This time it's in Monroe. All right, the thing I always like to ask the Cajuns coach, and maybe you can answer this, who is the Raging Cajuns starting quarterback? It's Chandler Fields. And, you know, some, some people don't know that that should be the case. Uh, he, he definitely didn't perform well against Rice uh, this, this past Saturday in that loss to Rice. Uh, ben Woolridge and Chandler combined was 114 yards passing. Chandler went 7 of 14 for 38 yards, one touchdown and an interception. So, I mean, not great numbers, but on the year, he's completing over 50% of his passes, 350 yards, and his touchdown-interception ratio is 6-1. to one. So, I mean, his numbers aren't terrible early on. Um, I mean, obviously, the Cajuns' competition early on hasn't been you know, spectacular playing Southeastern, Eastern Michigan, and then Rice. But, and, and you know, people enjoy the two-quarterback system with – Chandler Fields and Ben Woolridge, but to be honest, Dave, I can't stand it. You know, Hold on, it, you tell you telling me Cajuns fans enjoy it. Why? Why is that? Well, you know, there, there's some people that that like to give both guys the opportunity and see which one's a little bit better early on, so that you can stick with one down the stretch. So fans have enjoyed seeing both. But but again, you know, I I go back to the old. I don't know who said it originally, but most recently I've heard Nick Saban say it. If you play two quarterbacks, you really have none. And, and I think that's I think that's the what the Cajuns Tampa. are dealing with right now. Oh, all right. Well, all right, we're talking with Matt Miguez from 103.7 The Game in Lafayette, uh, afternoon host of Crunch Time. Uh, it just seems to me, at, you know, from afar, it seems like it's been an uneven start to the 2022 season for the Cajuns. Uh, they did beat Southeastern – I'd say handily 17 points. I'm sure people thought it would be more than that. Uh, they were being, you know, tossed all over the field against Eastern Michigan until the weather delay, and then they throttled Eastern Michigan. And 
last week they struggled and, you know, couldn't stop, couldn't get a stop when they needed to against Rice to maybe uh, complete the comeback. What's your assessment of the Cajuns so far this year? The offense has zero identity. You know, for, for the last few years, the, the Cajuns' identity has been run the ball right up the middle, and you're going to have to stop them. And, you know, with guys like Trey Regis and Elijah Mitchell and Raymond Kale, they had success doing that. But now, you know, you look at it, Elijah Mitchell's in the NFL, Montreal Johnson and Amani Bailey both moved on to different schools. You're, you're really behind Chris Smith. You're really struggling to figure out who can step up. I mean, Jacob Cabote is a Texas A&M transfer that, that has shown flashes of brilliance. Uh, but, Dave, the offensive line, I mean, you replaced four guys on the offensive line from a year ago. So that offensive line is young, it's inexperienced, and, you know, they haven't really played well through the first three games. And so the running game is struggling to get going. So you end up depending heavily on the passing game, and, and the Cajuns aren't really used to that over the last couple of years. And, and so the offense just really looks kind of stagnant. Now, defensively, uh, I thought the Cajuns have played very well through three games. Jordan Quibodeau and Chris Moncrief at the linebacker spot have been excellent. Zion Hill-Green on the D-line has been phenomenal. And then in the secondary, guys like Eric Garrett, Cam Podesclo, Braylon Trahan have really, you know, added fuel to the fire of that defense. So if the offense can really, you know, just settle down and get it going, uh, I think the Cajuns can be just as good as they were a year ago, honestly. Let's take a break. We'll be back after this. More from Matt Miguez, 103.7 The Game, as we're previewing the Cajuns and the Warhawks on Locked On Sunbelt. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest on the National Football League developments, game matchups, news and podcasts, and week three lines. BetOnline is also your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Thanks for coming back to Locked On Sunbelt. Now it's time for part two of our conversation with afternoon host from Lafayette, Louisiana, Matt Miguez and 1037 The Game. Talking to Matt Miguez, 1037 The Game on, in Lafayette on Locked On Sunbelt. All right, let's talk a little bit about Monroe because... You know, we talked about it about Alabama on Wednesday. We don't really know what we have because they've blown out the teams they should have blown out and played a close game, extremely close game, in a game they may have lost against Texas but hung on. I don't know what we have with ULM yet, right? I mean, they played Alabama and Texas, and they were going to get crushed, and they did. And then they uh, beat the fighting Tim Rebos, which South Alabama did. So ULM, is, as expected, I guess, you know, gotten blown out and beat the team they should have, although beat the team they should have handily. What do we think about ULM this year? Well, I'll start at the quarterback position in Chandler Rogers. He is fantastic. Through their three games this season, he's completed nearly 70% of his passes for 457 yards. He takes care of the football. Rushing-wise, they've got a running back uh, by the name of Malik Jackson. He's a junior out of Alabama, 34 carries, 110 yards on the year. And then looking at the wide receiver spot, you, you've got a couple of guys that really stand out, and one of them is Jevin Fred. He's a senior from Manchester, Connecticut. He's got he's averaging 12.8 yards a catch on the year. And then, you know, we heard from this young man at Sunbelt Media Days back in July 
uh, probably one of the coolest names in college athletics in Boogie Knight. He's having a pretty solid year so far. Only five catches, though, for, for 41 yards. And then defensively, Monroe is they're, – they're stifling to, to look at on defense. Because, I mean, again, Texas and Alabama, take that for what you will. But Nichols has a pretty good offense, and Monroe absolutely shut them down, held them to only seven points. Um, so this could be a pretty good matchup, Dave, in Monroe – for, for the Cajuns to really, you know, regroup and figure out where they're at as you get into the heat of the conference schedule. All right, a couple more minutes here with my, uh, Matt Miguez from 103.7 The Game in Lafayette in Acadiana. All right, how has Mike Desimo done? Uh, taking over for Billy Napier, big shoes. Desimo was basically a high school football coach. He was added to the staff uh, under Mark Hutspeth. He stayed on with Napier, and he they uh, promote from within to take over uh, for Napier, how has he done handling the job so far? I think Des has been great. I mean, he's been in the program for so long. He knows what was expected and, and what the fans want to see. He learned under Billy Napier for those four years, like you mentioned. And, you know, to me, it, it feels like not much has changed with this program from a year ago. I mean, you you regressed in a, in, in a roster sense. But coaching staff, you know, Lamar Morgan returned as the defensive coordinator. Tim Leger stayed on as the offensive coordinator. You brought back a couple of other familiar faces. So really not, not a lot has changed. Des had the bowl game last year to really get his feet wet. And so far through three games, I mean, the Cajuns are two and one. They just lost the longest win streak in the country. And uh, I mean, again, like we talked about earlier, you take away the, the stagnancy of the offense. I think Michael Desermo's done a hell of a job through the first couple of weeks of the season. Well, the roster was going to turn over either way. Levi Lewis was leaving. Some key defenders were leaving. Even if Montrell Johnson and Osiris Torrance stick around, there still would have been a bunch of other turnover uh, within the program because all the guys that Napier inherited would have been basically gone. It really would have been his team uh, moving forward. So Desmo or Napier would have had a new roster to deal with. Yeah, no, no question about it. The, those guys were, were going to move on to the next level if it wasn't for Billy Napier going to Florida, and they just decided to go to Florida with him. Um, and then you had Imani Bailey go to TCU, which which just hurt a little bit more. And, you know, you lose guys like Max Mitchell and Percy Butler to the NFL, and, you know, those those leadership guys that, that really, you know, took guys under their wing. So there was there was a lot of different areas that you had to kind of fill holes in. And it's obviously going to take some time to fill those holes and everybody gel and get back on the same page. But once the Cajuns do that, I think they'll be fine. All right, let's wrap it up here with Matt Migaz. All right, we'll presume for the sake of this argument or discussion, we're not arguing, for the sake of this discussion that the Cajuns win, they beat Monroe, and uh, that's a conference game. And South comes in and beats Louisiana Tech, obviously non-conference game. That's got to be one of the bigger South-Louisiana uh, football games, going to be in a long time. Uh, because South is off to a really good start. They could have, and according to the the Jaguars, they should have beaten UCLA. Uh, they went into Central Michigan, took down the Chippewas, and they also hammered Nichols. That's going to be a huge game in Louisiana. And as you know, since Kane Womack has been here, he said the Cajuns set the standard. It would be interesting to see if the if in just two years, if the uh, Jaguars can reach this, uh, you know, reach the standard that the Cajuns have set. Yeah, no, absolutely. And Kane Womack's done a heck of a job there in Mobile. And, you know, you, you look at the, the Jags, Carter Bradley, 
came in from Toledo and is just really lit the team on fire. And then you get LaDamian Webb in the backfield, who's had a great year. And then you look at receivers, Jalen Wayne. Dave, I feel like South Alabama's had a Jalen leading their, yeah. their wide receiver core for five years now. Um, but, no, I mean, you, you look at what South's done. Like you said, they, they should have beat UCLA. I watched that game from start to finish. They, they should have been able to finish that job. You get a good win over Central Michigan. You you beat the snot out of, out of Nichols. If if both of these teams come to Cajun Field three and one, right. you know, I, I said in the preseason that South Alabama was the team that scared me the most in the West for the Cajuns. And so if both yeah. teams come to Lafayette three and one, that could be a dogfight. Could be a huge ball game. We'll see if that's the case. We'll just dub that the Schultz Classic. He's Matt Miguez from uh, 1037 The Game in Lafayette. Matt, thanks so much for hopping on Locked On Sunbelt. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, Dave. Anytime, man.